¿Quieres pedo, güey? No challenge. ¿Quieres pedo? No challenge. Ya sabes que a mí me vale. ¿Quieres pedo? No challenge. Welcome to Suplexes and Cervezas with Chavo Guerrero Jr. I'm your host, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Suplexes and Cervezas with me, Chavo Guerrero Jr. I'm usually telling you how awesome it is to be living in Southern California with the weather and such, but today is not the case. Today it is raining and overcast, but that's okay. Because I am going to bigger and better places tomorrow, and I will be in Hawaii. Oh, snap. Get out of here. Looking forward to a little getaway. Not that you really got to get away from Southern California, but still, Hawaii is Hawaii, as you know if you've been there. I'm really looking forward to that, but I'm really excited today for the next guest that I have on the podcast. This is somebody that I definitely looked up to when I first started in wrestling because she was very untouchable almost to where this beautiful, tough, ass-kicking girl that had been places, had been to the territories, had been to the AWA, and I'd really just seen her do so much stuff in wrestling and just be at the pinnacle of her sport, and that is Medusa. I first met her as Medusa Macelli. But remember, she was in WWF at the time as Alundra Blaze. And very memorable was when she left WWF and went to WCW right in the middle of the Monday Night Wars and was very instrumental in really starting those wars with what she did, which was take that WWF Women's Championship and threw it right in the trash on WCW Nitro on live TV with millions and millions watching. Doesn't seem like that big of a deal now, but back then it really had never been done and was really a huge eye-opener and kicked off those Monday Night Wars. And if you remember, that is when wrestling was so good with both shows of Nitro and Raw just really stepping up and Nitro coming out of the blue and really forcing Raw to switch their programming and become almost like a shock television when they started doing the Attitude Era. And of course, with the NWO and then DX and different invasions and ECW get involved. And it was a pretty awesome time for a wrestling fan and for a wrestler combined. But Medusa was right there in the thick of things, not only wrestling the girls, but wrestling the guys, laying the hammer down on folks like Ming or King Haku, if you would like to call him that. One of the toughest guys in our sport. And I remember him coming back to the back and was like, wow, that girl just lit me up. And it was so proud to hear that. I was really happy to see Medusa just kick ass and take names. And that was another reason why she was like untouchable because not only was she beautiful, like she could knock you out. So (laughs) I think we were all a little intimidated by her. But as the years have gone by, I've really learned to get to know her better And see what a very cool, cool person she really is. And someone that now I very much consider a friend. So we definitely talk about all of this and much more coming up in this podcast. But before we do, make sure you hit that subscribe button and that like button. And help us keep 
continually bringing you bigger and better guests and keep the show on the air. So coming up next, I'm proud to have my friend, my peer, and such a pioneer in women's wrestling, Medusa, a.k.a. Alundra Blaze. And that's coming up next. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Hey, I'm so pleased to have my guest on today, Medusa Michelli slash Alundra Blaze slash Deborah Bergman. What would you prefer to be? Ooh, you threw out the Bergman. That's right. That's right. How the hell did you know? I know some stuff, you know? Come on. Mm. I prepared. I want to know because that's kind of a secret coming out. Nobody knows that. Mm. Oh, shit. Just exposed. You know, you actually have a life other than than your wrestling persona, yes. your your monster truck persona, right? Mm, I would like to think so that I can separate them. Yes, it's hard. It's hard. You know that it's it's. I've, I'm just kind of learning to do that. To be honest, um, like growing up in a Mexican wrestling family, and then jumping prominent into, prominent Mexican family. And yes, then jumping, and then jumping into pro wrestling, like you know, it's like at a super alpha environment super often if you're not super alpha you get eaten you know mm-hmm. so by the time you know you kind of know what's going on and you know it gets wwe and then the, those paul those politics come involved and then you're you you just have to have to be this alpha alpha person that i've trying to separate that <laughs> it's hard it's hard because that's like who you just are but then i live in orange county uh california and the, my friends that are here that orange county you know they're like, this dude's crazy. And I'm like, I'm the sane one compared to the people in wrestling. Oh, I don't know. Wait a minute. Now you're pushing it, bro. <laughs> but there's a lot of wrestling connection and people out in California. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to get away from it. So I was just there and I wish I would have hooked up with you, man. It's like everyone came out of the woodwork like, why didn't you hit me up? I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about you. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. I'm so sorry. I wanted to go to over Rikishi shit. I wanted to, yeah. you know, there's so much I wanted to do. And I'm just like so wrapped up. But um, yeah, California is pretty awesome. And I did an appearance there um, uh, lately. Um, uh-huh. So I was kind of just, I mean, I'm back in the swing, like getting on the road, doing right. my appearances. Um, so it was it's a lot of fun. God, let me tell you, it's so good to be out there again. And then I saw you at one too. So that's right. That's right. We were at, uh, um, was it WrestleCon in, um, WrestleMania in Tampa, right? I think was it? Was. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It was freezing in there, dude. I'm telling you that I needed yeah. a freaking parka. <laughs> I know. You know what? In the other room, I walked into Kevin Nash's room. It was yeah. even colder. He had like a, like a, park not a park like a quilt on probably <laughs> like, a freaking blanket like was that a duvet <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would have had the same damn thing it was cold but whatever god dude i'm so um, thank you for having me this is awesome finally yeah, i know i know no it was great i make like, i saw you i was like okay you have i have to get you on i gotta get you on mm. well so here i is yeah so what's tell me now i don't i don't i know you we've met in you know wcw you already established i'm just coming in this young green kid just like kind of is that where i met you first wcw okay i think so that's probably where i met you first maybe at a wrestling show i don't know before when i was just you know tagging along with my family somewhere (laughs) but you know somewhere but um yeah really kind of just met you there but you know you already established you were you were already medusa you had already been done some big big things you know and i'm just coming in just learning stuff so i i i 
know you, but I don't really, 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 really know you, you know? Um, well, I will tell you this though. I mean, you have, you've acted. And um, when I say acted, I mean, in respectful that you've known me for years. So whenever I see you, whenever I speak to you um, crossing paths, you treat me just like, I will say this, like I have been a friend forever and that I'm like part of the family. And it's just, I, it's just the aura that you give. It's amazing. And I think it's, also part of that seventies mustache that you have is, which is really weird. Um, I don't know what that is, but okay. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I just had to go there. It's called, and, it's called fun, fun with facial hair. I always have something going on. <laughs> oh my God. So when my, I have a men's line coming out, um, it's called raw uh, skincare and oh, nice. uh, yeah. And I've got men's uh, beard oils in there and they're for their face, you know, some basic stuff. Cause men like to do some shit with their face too. Hey. Right. So, yeah, I just kind of, I'm pretty big into that now. Now, as you get older, are you really, like, Oh, that's that, cool. Oh yeah. So before, you know, you never really did that before you just take a shower, go to bed, whatever. So now I'm into the moisturizers and this and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. hell no. That yeah, is you know, so just, awesome. Just, you know, stay young a little bit. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't hit the, the Brotox yet, you know, but the you know, Brotox. The Brotox. It's about the Brotox. But I'm, you know, I'm definitely into moisturizing and keeping your face, you know, clean. And mm -hmm. clean well, and good. Nice. Well, you look yeah. clean to me, brother. Um, uh, so, yeah. um, but anyway, you've always made me feel that way. And then you really made me feel good. Like, here's a guy that I know, but I don't know, like you said, right, right. that has so much respect for and thank you for everything you've done. Um, and you have a mind for the business, which is incredible. Um, but you... I mean, you just kind of reached out and asked if I wanted to be a part of something one time. And that's when Glow was going on. Right. And um, auditioned for that, which, oh, well, didn't get, but, well, I don't know how it went. But then they dropped Glow, which was so unfortunate. And um, I just thought, here's a guy taking a chance, just throwing it out there. And uh, to me, that speaks volumes. To me, that is character. Well, thanks. Thanks. I no, I mean that. I just wanted to tell you that for so long that, I mean, you didn't have to do that, you know? And, but again, I, what I, uh, equivalent that to is your character. And I'm just that way. I'm very deep. And a lot of people sure. don't know me that way, but I'm very deep that I watch people's actions and how they handle things in the moment during a chaos and in post situations. And to me, that's going to be a choice of mine if I want them in my life or not. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. Totally. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, to me, I just like, once you're in, you're like part of this family, this crazy misfit family of wrestlers that we are all a part of and nobody understands us except for us. Nobody, there's nobody. I could explain it all day long, but, unless you've been on the road and traveled and done, you know, put up with the BS and, and the triumphs and the, the highs and the lows that yes. we've all put up with. And, you know, that's family. You're like, you're part, we're, we're a part of this, this fraternity, you know, mm -hmm. so you're part of it, you know? So to, that's why when I see you, I'm like, I'm grateful that you have accepted me. Oh, come that's on, Chuck. Sure. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I am. Um, um, I don't know if it, when we saw each other and met, maybe it was WCW at that time. Was that the 90s, 92, or was that later, 90s, uh, 9, I, 99? I started, I started 96 there is when I started. 90. So it was later than 99. Uh, so mm -hmm. who was actually in the office then? Was that the Eric Bischoff days? Eric, yeah, it was still Eric. Eric hired me. And this is right after I started maybe uh, six months, eight months after NWO came in. Oh shit. Oh, so that's right. Yeah. That was just like, 
right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. I started the Monday Night War. Then they came that's in. Right. That's right. That's, yeah. <clears throat> yes, sorry. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah, so that's great. Eric hired you and you probably made uh, six digits more than I did than the women back then. I don't even want to know, but that's awesome. So I think we should talk about equality too later. Absolutely. Oh, in no, this sure. business. I'm, I mean, I know it's on the front end in, in, in everything's coming to fruition with a lot of different things and how, you know, women speaking out, men speaking out. Right. Um, and it's not uh, anger or hate towards people that did get an awesome pay because sure. everyone deserves an awesome pay in this freaking business. Right. Everybody, everybody. But again, as you said, as I broke barriers before then right. um, and trying to establish women in a different light, um, I really didn't, and nor did I like a lot of things about wrestling during my golden era. Um, I, re I worked really hard to, um, you know, on the marquee to, I mean, you know, you had your main event, um, you know, da, 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 and all the, on the bottom, when I first started, I was, and more, I never was really like, you weren't mentioned unless, you know, you had something and it was pushing their face that they had to thank God for like a Wendy Richter. And during that whole rock and roll, sure. uh, you know, WWF days, um, I, I feel that she was equivalent to and um, as popular as Hogan um, because of everything going on with her with Cindy Lauper and Lou Albano, you know, that whole thing and nothing, you know, so she actually, um, in fact, if we want to even go before then, you know, the June Briars and then all that stuff, right. And Moolahs and, um, right. They are the core and the bottom as far as the uh, breaking the barriers. And then each era has their significant um, a pinnacle, right, um, for right. women's wrestling and what is remembered and who broke this and that. And, and to me, it's not about being the first at everything. It's about being able to be there and do it and, and make changes. So um, with that being said, and I think the next one was your um, Miss Elizabeth and your Sherry Martells and your Wendy Richters. And then sure. you have your Jumping Bomb Angels and you had your Leilani Kais and Judy Martins. And of course, mm -hmm. everybody in between that helped put us over need recognition, but none of the women got paid equally or I I, nothing. And even to the day, finally, they're getting a million dollar contract or, I mean, but it took what, almost 70 years or 60 years or what the hell? Yeah, and it's still not even. It's still, it will, yeah, it's probably will never be even. Uh, I think if you put- <laughs> It just brushes, it'll never be even. So just I, get out, I think, go with no, it. <laughs> I just think that, you know, that just like, you know, the way it is and hopefully that it, that I'm wrong, that it does equal out. But I believe if you put asses in the seats, I don't care your gender, your Thank eth you. ethnicity, who yes. you are, big, small, whatever. You put asses in the seats, you should deserve to get paid like that. And yes. you know, for, for so long, this was a big man's business. It was, and I respected that. I got that. But times were changing. Things were evolving, just like everything does. Yeah. And it was hard to fight that at that time. I was in a fight. And the women before oh, sure. me were in a super fight. But then, you know, I was in that lost era, you know, because right, there wasn't right. really many that women that I was wrestling. I didn't have... I mean, look at the locker room today with women. Absolutely. Oh my God. Wouldn't that have been awesome back then? But I had like five women <laughs> right, yeah. on my roster. So, right. and I mean, novelties, like they had, they kept you as a novelty and, you know, and like I said, and more, and we're now putting a ladies match in there. And it was like, okay, cool. Different, you know, but we've come to see that, that women in different sports, not just pro wrestling in Correct. MMA and in, you know, look at women's tennis they sell tickets and people watch people want to see girls 
beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> I do. I know. <laughs> I, I, I love that. That's was my breed, like in my right. life where when I went to Japan for those three years and I was the first American to do that um, three-year contract, they saw things in me that, you know, I was like, are you crazy? Um, so they had me singing and I recorded my first you know, single and I gave awesome. concerts in between wrestling and I'm like, I can't sing. I can't even sing in the shower. I don't sing, dude. But they they did it. They did it. They did it. Then they saw something in me. We're getting to the fighting thing here. Then they saw something in me where they're like, you, you're a fighter. I'm like, yeah, I'm a yeah. fighter. <laughs> yeah. No, you box. I go boxing. They go, yeah, you're you're a boxer. I'm like, I'm a boxer now. Like I give up wrestling and they're like, no, you have boxing fights now. And I'm like, oh my God. So all of a sudden they started training me to do my Thai, sent me to Thailand, Thailand and started boxing or, and, and my Thai. So I was doing MMA before it was fucking, excuse me, before it was MMA. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so that. Paul, Paul um, Heyman wrote the most beautiful piece. Like when I got inducted in the hall of fame in 2015, mm -hmm. he wrote this magnificent piece. Like I didn't even know about it. He's like, deuce, come here. So Paul and I've been friends since day one sure. and one of my dearest friends, I love him. And so he, he's like, deuce, I wrote this piece. You need to see it. It's called Ronda Rousey, uh, Medu Medusa before Ronda Rousey was Ronda Rousey is Medusa or something like that. And he wrote Absolutely. it on the yahoo.com. And what he wrote, I was in tears. I was like, oh my God, people actually think this maybe? Cause I never hear it. Guys never gave you accolades back then. Guys never praised women that, you know, hey, all right, great match, thank you. And um, so it was pretty cool to hear Paul Heyman say something like that. That was like the first time I heard guys even say great things about me. And it took all these years for me to be inducted in the hall of fame. But that wasn't the thing. I mean, you know, like I said, they may have said, hey, that was great. Or, hey, your outfit looks good. Oh, you got tits hanging out. Or, you know how it was. Right. Very sexist, sure. very misogynist. Sure. And so um, it was it was amazing. So there's a lot of women, um, I feel, that, uh, um, well, I think the evolution of women where it is now is exactly where I wanted to be and what I was striving for back then. Right. That right. was well, my you're style. You're a pioneer for that, you know, and it takes a while to get there. You definitely <laughs> broke barriers to help it get there. But what happens a lot of times is the people that are the pioneers a lot of times don't get to see the their their efforts be, you know, their 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 oh. promised land. They don't mm. get to see that because they were ones building the foundation. And I call them the pavers. Yeah, I call them the pavers. There's there, should... you're mm -hmm. you're done. You know, you're. <laughs> You, you know, are done. You're done with the with your you know your wrestling career as yes as it was. I mean, yes, we're sir. never. I always joke that when people have like a retirement match, I'm always like, well, well, in wrestling, you kind of never ever really retire. <laughs> I knew, I want a retirement match. You I never had one. Back. You didn't? No. What, what do you think? Heck? I I think absolutely. I think I still go if I trained at least three months. Mm -hmm. You know, to get in there mm -hmm. to do whatever. You think you still do? Who would Believe? you want to face? That's a great question. So in today, There's so many different great wrestlers out there. Women and, and it just wrestlers. isn't WWE, right? Absolutely it, not. Right. There's and I so think, many more, yeah. but again, I know, tell me if this sounds weird. Sure. So I would love to choose somebody that I know that would take care of me because of just my fragility, you know, just I'm fragile. Basically I'm not fragile, 
but I am well, older, but well, I am forgetful, but I am this and that. I want somebody you, that could carry you've me. Done the 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 ass kicking. You've kicked people's asses for so long that sometimes, like fighting, like like it's we yes, it's in our blood, and there's something that you know you get me going. Okay, let's fight. But it's it's one of those like, I don't need to do that. Let's get in the ring and have a match. Just tell yes. the story. Let's do that. I don't need to go in there and fight. We don't need to go to Japan and strong style. Okay, I've I got done all that. Let's get in and tell a great story in that. And we do it, you know, our way with it's tough, it's strong, it's it's physical, but still we're telling a story. So that's what you want. You want to get in with somebody that you can have a you don't need to get in there and fight with. You can tell a story with. Right. God, that was well put. Yeah. And you know, if I want to throw a punch, knock him out. Okay. One time, but I get to what you're saying. And you know what? I think, I think, you know, Natty would do that with me. And I think, oh my God, Beth Phoenix would do that. Mm -hmm. I feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Charlotte and I, Charlotte. mm -hmm. Oh my God. A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people say Charlotte and I, so that's that. And, and and as far as others, I'd have to look into um, who do you think that would come to mind? Who do you think? I would love to see you against Charlotte. You guys have a lot of very similar characters, similar wrestling styles. Mm. I mean, if we look at like her submissions and then your submissions back in the day, it was like, wow, man, like you were kind of a pioneer <laughs> doing all that stuff. But it's very I, I definitely feel that she took a lot of her wrestling style from you. Really? Think, oh, Someone, you know, you're that. not I got chills. Other people have said that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is amazing. Wouldn't that be great? I see, um, I see a lot of you in her. Oh, yeah. But and, and it's true. I, I think that that she's uh, she's great. I mean, there's when I saw was it this WrestleMania maybe two years ago the one in New Orleans her and the uh the Japanese girl forget the Japanese Asuka maybe it was Asuka they had the best match in the show they had the best match on WrestleMania it was Charlotte and and I believe Asuka oh I get chills yeah right but I'm serious when I saw I I sat and watched the show and the bet to me my opinion and a lot of other people's opinions the best match in the show was the girls and and, (sighs) which is awesome I mean, that's great. I love that. But they told the best story. The they story. Everything mm-hmm. looked, it, it just, and you know, I know WrestleMania, sometimes you, you're only given a certain amount of time. Sometimes you're not given that, you know, that main event spot to where you can do go 25 minutes and do whatever you want. But they, they were given that time and they, they produced. Okay. So let me ask you this. So when you're doing a match, even if you're, say you're working with WWE or major organization, and if you have your match saying, all right, uh, Charlotte Deuce, you guys have 20 minutes or you have 15 minutes or whatever. So let's say it's going, even though the way they do it and they cut it, okay, this is, you know, they, they practice every freaking move and everything. It's almost not even a, it's too much. Yeah, it's too, I mean, it's not even methodical. It's like methodical, but not methodical. So if something were to screw up, Right, would they know how to oh god let me just figure this out and put a hold on and then call it like it is but i think maybe yeah i think oscar and charlotte would be able to do that however what what do you what do you do like what i mean i i can't do that i know what you're saying i can't sit and first of all i can't remember like all that stuff like a 25 minute <laughs> match i'm like really just give me the bullet points okay you're going over going okay good gotcha maybe a see spot. i go beginning high spot and finish okay that's, i'm that's good all i need because <laughs> this is what i say i i can plan everything in the back it's great but i'm not nostradamus i mean i don't know what the uh, fans is really going to make them click and react to so you can't f- tell the future so yeah, I can get an idea of something. Okay, they'll probably pop on this move. They'll probably do this. Right. Come. But 
you got to be able to pivot and change because yes, that's the beauty of a dance. Exactly. Absolutely. You don't know what's going to make them, you know, like, right. So I'm supposed to be the heel. You're supposed to be the baby face, but once you get out there, sometimes they dictate something else. And if you can't turn them and you can't switch roles, you're, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle. True. And so my question to that is if you think, do you think that if Vince saw a match going with the women, that it was so like, it was just in tune and everything was going and there was some ad libbing and even there was a 20 minute cutoff. Don't you think, doesn't he let some guys go beyond that or are they automatically on their point or can you just not go over? It or? just depends who you are. I gotta oh. be honest. It depends who you are. Um, you know, Shawn Michaels and undertaker, they're oh. going to get the lead weight to go over. That, that's um, why they leave. Everything is so short and building up to that last because they don't know what's, yeah, you know, I really, so for instance, WrestleMania 20, we were in a, uh, it was a Madison Square Garden. Uh, we were at a, um, I was the cruiserweight champion and they, like the, all the cruiserweights challenged me. It was like a, like, uh, not a battle royal, but almost like a Royal Rumble type thing. Mm. Another person would come in and they'd go and then another person, another person. Um, and so my dad was with me. He was like in my, in my corner. And the last two were me and Rey Mysterio. By the time I got out there, we were supposed to have about eight, nine minutes of he and I. We were like four. Who, you and Ray? Yeah, we had like okay. four. Because just because of, what? I don't know if they cut time or everybody went over in their spots or whatever. But we ended up going out there and we hit our time. We still hit that four. We got in what we thought, you know, we won't needed to get in there. And we got done. Kevin Dunn pulled me aside and goes, hey. Kevin Dunn, you know, the, the, uh, yes, I know who Kevin is a producer. <laughs> yes. And he goes, he goes, Chavo, that shows your professionalism right there because you still, you did, you, you got, you told your story in four minutes when you're supposed to have nine, you told what you needed to tell in four minutes and got out of there and you guys hit your times. But see, so, that's a professional. I don't know if that's what I'm saying. I don't know if a lot of kids would know how to do, would they? Yeah. I don't, I hope so. I, mean, I hope so we, too. We do, you know, we yeah. have to be able in, in wrestling, if they tell you, you know, we just added 10 more minutes, you know, to, to your, your match as you're out there, you got to be able to fill that time or it's, we're cutting you down, you know, five minutes, you know, let's go, let's take it home. Mm -hmm. so you got to be able to, to fill those times. And, or sometimes they say, Hey, we changed. You know, it, it happened to me with CM Punk one time. They're like, he was supposed to go over and the referee tells me, Hey, they changed the finish travel. You're up. So we pivoted uh -oh. we up and it, out in there and called it right there on the fly and, and did what they needed. So but you, see you, that you're you seasoned to do that. To do that. You're seasoned. Yeah. You're seasoned. Yeah. A lot of it is all written out. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? I agree. Yeah, I agree. You got, I You're seasoned to do that day in, day out, and you just call it as a go. That was a beautiful. I'm not saying it's not um, now, but because there are some amazing matches um, that goes I, down. I think, it, I think it's a it's becoming a lost art. I think it has become a lost art. My my teachers were Eddie, Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit, uh, um, Steve Regal. Um, oh, my God. Steve Finney, Regal's amazing, isn't Finney, he? Finney, Jesus. Arn Anderson. Arn Mr. Perfect. Those guys were my teachers out there. So I was taught by, besides all my family, like some of the best wrestlers of all time. So if, if I called all that in the back, they would like, what are you kid? What are you doing? <laughs> that, that what we do. <laughs> they would laugh at me. Oh, Hey, oh, I want to do this one. It's great. They get out there and change it all. And, and you that's know, happened to me. 
Yeah. That's happened. It, Jeff Jarrett one time, we, I wrestled with something with Jeff. Oh my God, like, Jeff. Hey, how about we do this? How about we do that? He's like, okay, okay, great. We went up there. We did none of that. <laughs> none they of that they do that though for a rib. I Sherry would do that it. to me and be like, yeah, it. yeah, we're going to talk when we get out there. If We're not even going to talk. So most of my matches with Sherry, she would not talk to me at all. I love it. I love Nothing. It. And I'm like, oh my God, she beat the shit out of me, man. Right, right, right. Oh, so good. Now with you, who, now were you a fan growing up? No. How did you become involved in wrestling? Like that's oh. something I don't know. And I don't know if the viewers know. That's why I think it's so amazing that um, I was not a fan of wrestling. I didn't even watch wrestling. Mm -mm. And where I see so, so many of them today and interesting is that I think a lot of that has to go with the evolving of wrestling in, in e any industry. So sure, I sure. think we see more people wanting and becoming, wanting, wanting to become wrestlers is because of the magnitude of the social the media, the, the TV. They go, oh, wow, that's really cool to be. Oh, I can be on TV and I can further my career. I or that. maybe that too. Yeah. But I think a lot of it has to do with the exposure and what we have today. Cause back in, you know, I'm older than you, right. even back in my golden era that it, um, there wasn't, we had one station on AWA in Minneapolis that was Vern Gagne and it would come on black and white, whatever. And that's it with the old rabbit ears in the TV. So, I mean, so nothing like that was really got to me to intrigue me to want to be a wrestler because that wasn't exposed. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, thinking of other things, which was planning on being a nurse. <laughs> wow. Little, yeah. I was putting my, <laughs> I was putting myself getting ready, you know, I was going to nursing school. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. And then who, like, how did you get involved? Oh, it was so crazy. So there's this guy, this guy named Kai Michelson. He's a Hollywood stunt coordinator for okay. motion pictures out in California for wherever, all over, like way back in the day. They call him Rocket Man. You need to look him up. He's an amazing man. Okay. He um, choreographed, or however you say it, did all the stunts um, for a lot of the Burt Reynolds uh, movies mm -hmm. with Dar Robinson. So Dar, Dar, right. Dar Robinson was an amazing man. And him and Kai were right hand. And, and so um, Kai... Uh, did the whole free jump off the needle in Washington. Oh, he's the one that Dar did. Dar did that. Um, and he did a lot, mainly a lot of the Burt Reynolds. So Kai was that kind of guy. So he, he lived in Minneapolis and so did I. And my girlfriend was dating him and I didn't know who he was or anything. So we were at this Minnetonka beach bar and and she introduced me to him and said, hey, this is my, this is my boyfriend, Kai. He's in the movies. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's a stunt coordinator. I'm like, stunt coordinator i'm like fuck yeah i'm the, i'm That's a cool. gymnast i'm a i'm a jock in school i'd run track and field i'm like i can do that that's what i want to do and so when he came over to speak to me he goes you know you'd be really good in the entertainment business and i'm like you know he kept talking i'm like god is he hitting on me what a douchebag my girlfriend's right here and because right. i was like all right i'm gonna fight you <laughs> you know come yeah, on yeah, 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 yeah. and so he's like no i think you'd be good in the entertainment business i'm like you know what sir i think so I can be a stunt woman. He goes, no, I wasn't thinking that I'm thinking pro wrestling. I was like, what? Well, like my mouth <laughs> dropped. I'm like, are you kidding me? Those guys that spit and scream on TV and sweat. I'm like, uh, no, hell no. Mm -mm. He goes, Oh no, I think you, I think you would be good and you'd bring something new and there's just your athleticism yeah. So anyway, and then that's how that all started. Then he knew Eddie Sharkey and Eddie Sharkey from Minneapolis owed him a few favors. So he finally kept bugging me and he brought me to this old 
small warehouse. It was like three horse stalls just in a row is the, you know, 12 by 12, 12 by 12, 12 by 12. <laughs> and they had just had these old gymnastic mats going down and they were very hard and about that big. And there's big old sweaty guys in these tights, just throwing each other around. And I'm standing there. I'm going, yep, just exactly how I pictured it. Nope. And I'm, then I started standing there looking and I came back the next day and looking and, and I, I, I said to Kai, I, I can do this. In fact, I can, I'm, I'm going to, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to shake this up. I'm going to bring some athleticism. I'm going to bring yeah. a little bit of sex appeal. And I'm going to, but I'm, this is legit. So I started looking at the women that were wrestling back then. And I was like, I need, I'm, if I wanted to change the whole trajectory of women's wrestling, which was my goal before I even got into it. And then I started thinking business and all of that crap. And I was like, okay, I'm in. So whenever I see a challenge and I do it, I don't quit. If it's, if I, if I do it, I I'm all in until I, you know, till the right. end. And let me tell you, there was a lot of come to Jesus talks, Chavo. <laughs> I mean, with sure. myself, with myself. I'm sure. I'm and sure. I was like, you know, after there's so much in, more, in between there, but after three years, three to five years doing independence and, you know, not getting paid and finally got paid $5 from, from, um, uh, Sharky. I mean, I, I lost everything. I was like living in my car and then that got repossessed. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? What did I just do from going in nursing and having my own car, my own place? This is stupid. And then I said, well, I'm sure I've gone this far and lost everything. I'm sure the hell ain't given up now. Look out bitches. This is it. And boom, you know, and then I got that one call from Wahoo McDaniel from AWA and said, Hey, uh, we heard about you on the independent circuit. Would you like to come in and talk to us. I'm like, um, yeah, just a second. Yeah, right, um, yeah. yeah, I think that dates of, yeah, I think I can do that. Okay. Yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> and sure enough, it was, well, Oh I my God. The times diff back then were definitely different to her like nowadays and, and not knocking nothing, whatever. If you know, if you're a good looking girl, they're like, oh, I'll put you on TV. Just mm -hmm. so you can, whether you can wrestle or not, it's kind of sometimes not. If he will just work around that. Yeah. Back then you had to be tough. You had to know how to wrestle. I don't care what you look like. If you look great, <laughs> then they put you as a valet. Okay. Hey, we can accompany somebody out. But if you're going to get in the ring, I don't care what you look like. You got to be tough and you got to be know what you're doing. Right. Well, I was hoping so. I mean, I was so green and so many things. I mean, well, sure. I, I was only practicing or training for, you know, in a, old hallway for so long like maybe two three weeks and i had my first match in a bar right i mean who does that right and then ever since and let me parallel to this to something that this is the same way i entered monster trucks oh really okay yeah because i got a call get to that first hey, but i got a call yeah i'm gonna get all into that but it was the same thing how i got into wrestling is the same way i got into monster trucks I never watched monster trucks. i never went to a, a show. I didn't know anything about monster trucks, but when I got that call that one time, they're like, Hey Deuce, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm about ready to retire from wrestling. Cause I had this shit. Um, the, the, the trajectory of women's wrestling is totally going a different way where I didn't like or approve. And this is not what I fought for. So it's time for me to retire. So I basically gave WCW my said, I'm not signing my contract again. Da, 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 da. And it was ready to be, um, it was like two years. And so I just signed a new one. And about six months later, I told them I'm not signing another one. And then I got a call and then they're like, Hey, you know, would you like to drive a monster truck? And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? What I've never even heard of one. Same thing, same thing. And I just kind of fell into these, which is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was great back then because 
you know, it just, I mean, I don't know. You, there wasn't any TV. There wasn't any exposure of monster trucks 19, 20 years ago, really. You'd have to go to a fair, kind of like a circus, just like you did wrestling back then, and um, go. So there wasn't any exposure. But I knew that, we'll get into all of that too, we'll go back to wrestling, but I knew that when I stepped into monster trucks and I, I did my first initial testing, oh, oh my God, amazing. So so back to wrestling yes i um so who trained you at resident who was the first one to actually get you in the ring and say okay hey let's this is how you lock up well i would say it was uh, brad reggings brad, Remember oh my brad? god yeah brad's the best man he's oh my god the best of all times he did mm. really did he was the best trainers of all times olympic former olympian yes yeah, and he never did go to the olympics though right really because of something oh, what was right. it I, was it the boycott i believe it was yes the Isn't 80, that crazy? The boycott probably in um, the Moscow boycott, probably. Don't quote me on that. That was unfortunate. There was something. Yes. We'll have to look. I yes. know it was boycott, but boy, that guy. Can you imagine working that hard and doing that? And, and yeah, yeah. Well, look at the Olympians now. A lot look of them, at now. Because of COVID, you know, it got stopped. And um, I actually did a, a cameo for a this wrestler who was going to the Olympics that was so depressed his friends bought it for him because he was so depressed because he's been working his entire life for this yes and you know for it to be post you know you're like you you, you know you got a peak you got a peak at a certain time you got to and for it to be postponed a year or year and a half whatever it is that could be your your peaks done that could be your run everything you work for your entire life is now gone that's tough you know it's kind of like you you said something like in no you didn't say this Someone just said this to me too, that, you know, these changes and transitions do happen. And for a reason, we don't see them right now because we're angry because it's everything we work for or whatever, but there's something else there. There really is. And when I look back on my wrestling career, those adversities, Chav, that I freaking faced and some of the most horrific times and questionable, I'm talking about you know, the, the challenges within the business and some of the people in it, mm -hmm. I look back at it now and it has made me who I am today. Some of it is not something I would even share with people. Some of it, I will take to my grave. Some of it, it will be out in my bio biography, which I just signed my publishing deal and it'll I be out it. soon. Oh, honey. I can't wait to see that. Oh, honey. I, that <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but I will tell you this on a little side note, a little cliffhanger. I'd have gotten a call saying, if I'm in your book, I will sue you. Oh, wow. Isn't that, I'm like, and, and all I said somebody, was. How can somebody sue you for telling the truth? Exactly. That's... But it's not about that. So thank God I got a great publisher and I got great lawyers and stuff. And so it's really amazing that when you're talking and you're doing this whole book thing, it takes about a good year, right? Oh, sure. And, um, and when you go back and you look at it and you're putting your chapters together, First, I'm going to go back to that phone call. The first thing I said, the book's not about you. Mm. So if you have anything to be scared about, you might want to maybe have a come to Jesus talk and make things right. <laughs> so, you know, it, the book is not a tattletale book at all. It's not about other people. I changed names. I changed the names. But the old timers will probably figure it out. I, I but it's not the about that. To protect the innocent. <laughs> no, no, yeah. some of them were not innocent. So to, yeah, I changed the, the name <laughs> to protect the people in their families. <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not about that. So that you, and you started in the territory days before there was 
you know, the, the big, just the big WCW and like WWF back in the day, you're territories you're going from town to town to town and yes, where did you sir. start was it um your main for okay. first big place was it awa where was it so okay so the independents were you know working with sharky and it would have been right. in the five state area so mm-hmm. we'd always pound pave pound pavement and there'd be like a load of us in the car and we would drive to the dakotas so it'd be like 300 miles one way and then um, we'd drive all night and we'd find a tanning bed and then we'd work out right. and you'd, you'd, you'd drink your IPO pro protein crap back then, whatever it was. I, what is that stuff? Ipo pro or metrics? Yeah. Or- metrics. God, I was shitting for days. Mm-hmm. The- <laughs> totally. <Absolutely. laughs> oh my God. Metrics was like a yeah. Yeah, fucking totally. cleanser <laughs> Woo. and then the damn okay anyway so and then the guys would have so much gas off that shit it was horrible but anyway well especially back then because they were so big and they were proteined out like crazy trying to keep the size and yeah oh yes metarex i'll never forget that shit and so <laughs> right one time one time i was taking this egg protein this albumin protein it's like supposed to be this good stuff and i'm like all right great so I was, you know, trying to gain weight at the time. I'm like, you know, 24, 25 years old, trying to put size on bigger, bigger, bigger. So I was taking every two hours, every two hours. Just Oh my God. And then my girlfriend at the time was like, she's like, uh, what does that smell? I'm like, what smell are you talking about? Like, she's like, I don't know. She's like, I've I've smelled this smell for the last week. I I can't put my finger on it. And then all of a sudden I was breathing next to her and she was like, oh my God it's your breath. And I said, my breath. And she's like, it smells like rotten eggs. And I said, Oh, it's because I'm eating those eggs. All, I mean that protein all day long, the egg protein all day long. She's like, Oh uh, yeah, don't do that anymore. Oh <laughs> so my that. Yeah. God. Isn't that funny how that we just yeah. secrete that crap through our skin and our breath well, and, and can, our hair yeah, and everything. Yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> oh my God. So anyway, so yeah, those were the territories. Uh, well, first when I started in independence, right. And um, so we do the Dakotas, Iowa, Minnesota, um, that kind of, did I say it like that? No, no, that's how I say it. Minnesota. I know my husband still teases me. So I still, the Minnesota accent comes out and I never knew I had an accent until I started flying at the beginning and everyone would say, oh, you have an accent. I'd be like, what are you talking about? And I haven't been really anywhere international yet. They're like, oh, you're from the Midwest. You're from Minnesota or something. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I never understood. I almost got like angry. Like, how do you know I'm from that area? How do you know? How do you know? Oh, you're darn tootin'. You're da- <laughs> We're going to have some goulash. We're going to have a goulash. We're going to have a hot dish. And so whenever I say, okay, coffee, coffee, I can't coffee. say it like anyway, coffee. 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 Or when I say bag, I say big. <laughs> Big. big instead of big bag bag big. big i say big but not like that hold on i say big and cough oh anyway so he gives me so much crap for those and then there's a few things that'll come out like that just very little bit because i haven't really been there for a long long time and so yes those were the territories and then i would go to what was that place in texas I went there a couple times. Uh, WCCW was it the Bon Eric's or was it? Yeah, I think so because I, I was there with world class. Who was yeah, there? maybe it was world class one or two 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 times. Two. Um, and um, and I think I wrestled with it was Eddie Gilbert and myself against Luna and Mick Foley. 
And I, I'm thinking that it was out there for some reason. I don't know. Yes, Mickey class because I know he was there. Was but, he? Yeah, back in the day, everybody kind of went everywhere. But yeah, sure, he was there for a minute. Mick was, and I think Eddie Gilbert was also. Yeah, and so and that's where Eddie and I met each other and hooked up later. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's for the book for sure, right? Oh, it's in there. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and you because you've seen a lot of people come and go, you know, and you said we've we've had a lot of friends you know pass away and mm. uh, you know this business is so especially in the like the 80s like that like i tell a lot of people you know like wrestlers today like back in like the 80s that you know late 70s 80s that was the wild west i saw that firsthand even though i wasn't in the business yet but watching my dad and everything you know and, and you know really they didn't listen that you know cocaine and steroids was bad for you <laughs> you know so it's all they oh. did all the time they're just constantly tr traveling you know the 70s the 80s yeah 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 so i mean my dad was telling me some stories i'm like oh my god are you like are you serious and we thought we were crazy oh my god yeah not even, not even close every era had its weirdness so when for i sure. first started and i got into the bigger federations and then into even wwf i mean i saw some crazy stupid shit oh, sure. like the biggest thing the dudes would do and i'm sure you're mm -hmm knowing this stuff that um you know not only steroids but i mean sure. there was a thing called halcyon and h-bombs yeah. or whatever they call yeah. mm -hmm. those are very dangerous and you know i saw it you know there's just too much to even talk about that that's it was very worst. disturbing that's what i've seen is the worst is the pills the prescription medication is the worst more than anybody that's what everybody was passing away from was those yeah prescription pain well it's a combination like they would cocktail so you do your drinks yeah. not even thinking pop a little few and then bam they wouldn't wake up yeah i know i asked my dad about that i go hey how come you never got involved with you know with with pills and stuff and he goes that was legal what i want that for i want to be illegal stuff and i'm like yeah that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> you know i never was a pill popper either i never mm. got into the drugs never got into the steroids um, I tried pot. I uh, got so freaking paranoid. I got scared and I thought everyone was coming to get me. Mm -hmm. I'm not a good druggie. Um, so yeah. I was basically yeah. a very strung out A-D-D-H-A-D-D-F-G-L-M-O-P-Q, whatever fucking person. Yeah. I was lit. Like I have like my leg just shakes. I mean, I am just yeah. really ADHD. I am. And um, so I'm always hyper moving um organizing ocd that's a thing it really yeah. is a thing people I, joke I, about it but it is OCD me too, for sure do you oh yeah especially when it comes to wrestling stuff i'm super like ocd like, like but um yeah i got my stuff that certain things that i like play certain ways you know like mm -hmm. my my beer fridge is always everything all the beer speaking of beer wait a minute where it this is not your lager here where is your beer when are you so, getting it in florida bro so that's that's coming up here so what's going on liquor laws suck mm -hmm. so it's hard to ship throughout it is you know, unless you're you know anheuser bush it has you know right you know, a hold on all that stuff or Coors brewing company um it's hard to ship across state lines especially certain states certain states are even like like tough so we just made so my beer los Guerreros mexican lager we just made a deal with three brew three breweries in the east coast one in new jersey one in philadelphia and one in uh new york so that we're going to be able to brew it there in bigger quantities and get it to all the eastern united states because it's there. We don't have to ship it already. So it's there. So that's kind of, that's in the process. So it takes time, but that's, that's happening. Oh, good for you. That's awesome, yeah, man. When yeah. I saw the, when I saw the um, Instagram or tweet or whatever with, um, 
with Dwayne holding up his Terramana right. and then your, your beer. And I'm like, now that's some bromance, man. Yeah, that is sure. some shit. I love that. And then we got, you know, from what's cool is that Steve Austin's got his own beer. So I've been yes. on this podcast a couple of times and so we drink his beer and we drink my beer and kind of every time we do it together, we're kind of getting drunk together. So it's kind of fun. <laughs> well, damn it. You make me feel like I got to come out with my own shit, but uh, we'll get yeah. into that too. Okay. Okay. Now, you, now you're in the territories. You've, mm-hmm. you've done some stuff. You're, you're making a name for yourself. Mm-hmm. How did you get that call to WWF at the time? So AWA, then went into independence for a little bit, like, you know, a year if that. Mm-hmm. And then I went into WCW the first time. And then that's when I met Greg Valentine. Greg, Valentine. He was, yeah. So he was so like taken back by my wrestling ability and stuff. He goes, you know, you'd be good in the WWF. He goes, in fact, I know somebody I'm like, Oh, here's a boy. Another guy who wants to just get my fucking pants. Yeah. Right. What? What? A rest, a wrestler trying another to wrestler. Wait, wait a minute. Wait that, a minute. They don't think sounds, that way. That sounds different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Oh God, here we go again. I'm like, bro. Anyway. So we started hanging and we just, I mean, what a, I mean, amazing guy, complete, him and I are totally polar differences. Right, right. And so whenever we'd be together, people would call us the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> Figure that out. Yeah, sure, sure. And there's Greg. Yeah, yeah. Slow. It, yeah. That man, his brain in wrestling, so good, methodical as hell, but so good, right? That's what I hear. So, he, oh my God. So he would help me a lot and talk to me about whatever and the matches. And so he's like, you know, I know Pat Patterson. And I kind of heard of that name. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. He goes, I'm going to get Pat a call. I'm like, okay. Not even, you know, I think, okay, whatever. And he did. And uh, so that led to the phone call and speaking to them and then got on the phone with Vince and um, got the fly out there. And I said, you know, that was to the old wwf building right Mm -hmm. and um i remember riding in the limo and i remember thinking what i was thinking in the back seat and even back then i was thinking i wonder if they can see me i wonder if they can freaking hear me i was thinking that back then like okay i can't pick my nose i can't straighten my hair i can't fart i can't do nothing right Right. they're gonna hear me they're gonna watch everything i do i was like that you know and so I got there and walked in the office and saw these great posters of everybody. I'm like, holy shit, it kind of hit, it kind of sunk in. But I will tell you, with all the bullshit and people and their experiences with Vince, I've always had a very professional relationship with Vince. I've never had a bad moment until he let me go because he wanted to get rid of the women because they were changing and going through a lot of different things themselves business wise mm-hmm. which i understood i understood that but i didn't understand why did you want to get rid of just the women i was mm-hmm. pissed because there i was again one of his probably best employees that you know passed every piss test was always on time never missed a plane would always do work right i was that yeah. person yeah. But I got let go and I was very hurt and confused. And I knew right then and there when that happened, even a little bunch of things before that nothing's forever. It doesn't matter how good you are, or who the frick you are. You can be gone tomorrow because I knew it wasn't because of my work ethic because my work ethic is freaking off the roof. Right. 
and I was reliable. So I knew it wasn't any of that. And I knew it wasn't me personally. And I knew it wasn't my relationship with Vince. So what it was, was all the crap he was going through and he was probably had to downsize or he almost had to close his doors then. So he had to make decisions. So he closed the whole women's thing. And that's was that was what, the choice. And the reason why I know, hold on. The reason why I know that is because they were so far above their eyebrows when so much shit, when I'm talking about the scare, the steroid scandal, mm-hmm. the um, IRS scandal right. and all of the other personal scandals, things going on that, and that was all hitting at the time. Oh my God. Right. So they, I know that this wasn't personal even towards me because if it was, they would have stripped the belt from me, but they weren't thinking they weren't thinking. They just knew they had to get rid of. They were thinking about, hey, we got to save our ass here. Right. I mean, I can't, that's my analogy and I'm going to stick with it because really, if you think about it, who would let their freaking champion go with the title? It's true. It's so I'm going to stick with that because that made me feel good all these years. <laughs> so what, what year what, what year was that? That was, uh, okay, so I got hired around 93 94, 95, around 96, 95, 95, 96. So he was going through all that shit right then. Three years. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I I do. I totally remember all of that. You do? I remember seeing that. I wasn't in the business yet. I was, but I was involved in the business my my entire life, you know? So Mm -hmm. it fed my family for over 85 years. So it's, it's, you can't not be involved. And even though I may not have been in the ring, I was still relying to eat from wrestling, you know? Right. Right. Wow. So yeah. And that's, that was the phone call. That was my exit and everything in between was just a small woman roster, like five people, but I was the only one in the dressing room and whoever I was wrestling that night, that was my wrestling room. Nothing compares to the 50 women today. Right. Right. And then you go to WCW. And I went back to WCW. Yes. Because they let me go. Right. And um, I remember and the- watching live. I wasn't WCW yet, but I remember watching because Nitro got started getting really hot and watching and watching the infamous what title trash yeah okay hold on hold on but you're definitely a pioneer you you were like the first one to ever do that i know you mean a trailblazer that's where the original name came from trailblazer you were the original to do that now since then other people have done that but you were the first (laughs) well again it's not about being the first it's about um um i didn't have a job and Eric Bischoff and I go back and forth in a fun way right now that, you know, um, who called who to get a job, you know, and to him, I finally said, does it really matter who called who to come back? If freaking happened, it made you the most famous man on the planet of the earth at that time. So why don't you just go ahead and run with it? Because you could take all the credit because well, who gives a Whatever. shit? Sure. <laughs> people, people remember things differently. I get it. Uh, but that like, literally, you didn't. So. To preface this, my my dad was in Japan, was the New Japan Junior Heavyweight Champion. And he didn't like the way New Japan, what they were doing with it. He got a huge, way more money to go to all Japan, to go to Mm -hmm, mm Baba with the belt and went over there with the belt. And you don't, you just don't do that. I didn't hear that. Yeah. When, what year was that? That was in um, probably 87. 
Whoa, like 10 years maybe, later. Maybe before, 87, 80, 85, maybe. So before, but he didn't, but it was different. You know, he he took that belt and we just kept the belt. So he'd never dropped it to them. You know, that business would have been to, especially Japanese business, to drop it to Japanese, to their, yeah. their boy and then go to the, go over. He took it and just said, I'm, I'm going. And that was like, you know, unheard of. And then for you to be on TV to do it. And, I, and I'm t- talking, you say this as a, like a pioneer. It's, it's just business. To me, I look at it, it's business. This is not real. It's, it's a, um, when I say not real, I mean- It's, it's entertainment. It is. It's well, just... I'm not talking about the matches. I'm talking about storylines and stuff. Yeah, you know- It's theatrical, it's, really. It's theatrical. You know, did I really change from, denounce my Hispanic heritage and become a white guy on TV? <laughs> I, TV, I did. Yeah, sure. But it's, it's yes. a role you're playing. I get yes. it. It's the same thing that when I, when I saw you doing that, I was like, wow, it's never been done, but it's a role. And- when when you know vince asks you to do something like you know put this person over or mm-hmm. you know you know whatever it is change your gimmick or whatever it is it's just a role that's what they're looking at but then it's just never been done before and for you to do that it was like wow the lines are blurred now and that was <laughs> it was awesome i loved it i think it was so great well there was some feeling behind that too that you know, when, when Eric said, you know, you still have the title and I'm like, yes, I do. Well, can you bring it with you? And we'll do something. I'm like, okay. So he says, just bring the title and cut a promo. You know, I'm like, okay. I mean, he was that cool about it, you know? So grabbed the belt, came up there. May, he made sure the trash can was right there or he didn't or whoever did, there was a trash can there. And so otherwise, how would I know it was there? Right. So right. Yeah. And I just did that. And this is where the big girls play. And this is where I play now. Boom. It goes in the trash can. And when doing that, I didn't think about the shock value. I didn't think it was going to do anything. The only thing I thought I said to myself, you know, I said, you know what, maybe I'll get a little bit, maybe I'll be on the cover of magazine for once, maybe, or, you know, a second time or whatever. Uh, Maybe I'll get some publicity, you know, something, you know, I'm thinking, well, okay, it ain't going to mean nothing. I, I did not think of the magnitude of this freaking thing, right? Of starting the Monday Night War. And so, oh shit, it changed everything, didn't it? So, okay, all right. You know, a lot of people say that, it, that it, it's a defining moment or it defines me and no, it doesn't. When I did it, I, I was a little disappointed in how I was let go, of course, but also for respect for Eric, you know, I did tell him that, Hey, I need this title back. This has got to go back to Vince. I swear to God. I mean, it was, it was like just down his throat. He's like, absolutely deuce. That title would be right back to you. And da, 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 da. And absolutely like in three seconds, right after the interview, I was sitting there and boom, someone came running back with the title and I had it every since in my gun safe. Has been sitting there. And so when I was inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2015, um, they let me write my speech. They 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 didn't change my speech at all. They didn't ask me to take anything out of my speech, nothing. Cool. And so I went to them and I said, I asked, asked my runner or my guy that was working with me on the speech. I said, can you ask Vince if I can do something different? And he's like, yeah, sure. What did, what do you need, Blaze? And I'm like, um, I want to bring the title back you know like picture it back kind of like a full circle and he goes what do you got I said why don't we get a trash can Natty can bring it out on stage and let me do three gimmicks that I was really pissed off about putting in the trash can did it make a story full circle and he's like okay what do you got I said well I never liked how they 
teased Jr. about his um, uh, Bell's palsy. Bell's palsy. I thought it was bullshit, and you know they made me do a barbecue match, and I was so pissed. That was so I want. I was ready to beat somebody up on that, and I said I need some barbecue sauce. I need Eric Bischoff's book, and then I need my title. And they're like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm just going to say blah, blah, blah for the barbecue sauce. And oh, and uh, Eric Bischoff. And we're still friends to the day. And then <laughs> I say, is this what you want? You know, guys. And it was, I. he said, sure. Just like that. Didn't even hesitate. I love it. Didn't even hesitate at all. So, I mean, I thought that was pretty cool. So congrats on that, by the way, Hall of Fame. Long time coming. You definitely uh, your trailblazer in wrestling but don't you think other women deserved. other women before me need to be in there too sure. and hopefully they'll get there you know totally yeah i get it they can do it at a certain amount of time at each year you know but you definitely you you know with just take the compliment <laughs> just take the compliment thank you, you. but thank you i do i do but i'm, I'm again i'm i'm an activist for women so and so I mean, I don't want to downplay that. And I, I think it's important that we have um, a Judy Martin and Leilani Kai in there. Mm. Why aren't they? Do you know that they were, they made that whole rock and roll. Right, right. And so did the Jumping Bomb Angels. And so mm -hmm. did, where's Rock and Robin? Mm -hmm. Where's freaking Rock and Robin, Robin in the Hall of yeah, Fame? That's true. Look, I, I definitely believe they'll get there because they were definitely like pioneers also. The Jumping Bomb Angels, was that, who was that? It's Guy. Uh, Itsuki and um, so I remember it, the, in a way or so I can't think of her first. I name. remember the Crush Girls. Remember the Crush Girls? Oh, the hell yeah, I do. That was like right before my time, before I went over to Japan. Yeah, they were. They God, they were so good. I that was that Chigusa guy. Nagoya. Yes. And some I can't think of the other name. Yeah, right, but yeah, Chigusa I, was the first one I wrestled over there. Oh, really? Yeah. The first mm -hmm. one who stiffed you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> diff me for a whole year and a half and woke up in our double decker bus that we were on the road for 300 and something days 300 days a year wow I love 300 that. living on a bus mm -hmm. and i got the crap knocked out of me so bad i woke up oh, about 48 hours almost later and they finally woke i woke up and my eyeballs and everything were bruised like this shut and they're like and i'm like I go to rub it. I'm like, oh, and so I get in there and the ring is already set up because we would have to put up the ring, take down the ring, you know, da -da 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 -da. and sure enough, I looked in the mirror. My whole face was bruised. Like, dude, they beat the crap out of me. And then I woke up like a year later. I'm like, screw this shit. You're not going to beat my ass anymore. Yeah. It was horrible. But then they're like, okay, you just got our respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now they're light, right? Now they're all light on you, and it's like don't now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's okay. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I I I, I remember. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my very first trip to Japan three three months into the business, I get this call to go to Japan. I'm like, oh, cool, great. I get to go to the Super Junior Tournament for New Japan. Oh yeah. Super Jacob. I'm like, great. So then my dad goes, um, you know, my dad had been there a bunch of times, and you know, thirty eight times, forty times, whatever it was, lived over there for a long time. Mm. So. I uh, I go hey dad you know I get I got it I'm going to, to Japan woo you know, awesome <laughs> you got any advice for me and real just quiet he goes yes he goes beat the fuck out of him and I said well, what do you mean you know I'm just this young green kid like what do you mean he's like beat the fuck out of him and I'm like 
potato. Uh, okay. What do we we oh. call it? potato them? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, uh, oh, so then I get over there. My very first match against um, um, I remember his name right now, but uh, anyways, I lock up with him. Yes. I go to, go right to the corner. Very first match. Very <laughs> first night. My hands drop, and yeah. he slapped no. the shit out of me. Wham! Broke my eardrum. Boom. What? Yeah, and I went, oh. That's what my dad meant. Oh, right there. So I kind of had like a shoot with him. Right. For about, you know, it was about an eight minute back and forth shoot, you know, and, uh, we know, finished the match, got done. We, you know, we reverted back to, um, doing, you know, went to the finish and all that stuff. But afterwards I was like, ah, oh, okay. And afterwards he's like, oh, chavo son. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. And I'm like, oh, so I looked at him. Son, thank eye. you. <laughs> yeah. I took a black eye, me with my broken ear. ear I'm like, okay, that's not how it is. So oh. then I, 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 I got it, you know, but it still took me some time to be able to, you know, protect yourself and, and all that stuff. <laughs> you know? Oh no, it takes, I mean, you, you don't, you don't understand unless you're in that environment and that yeah. whole, I mean, I had more of a culture shock job. I had more of a culture shock coming back to the United States than I did going over. Really? I really learned a lot about the United States. I really did. And I was like, I came back and I was like, everything people is like, God, we're loud. God, we're boisterous. Boy, gosh, we're demanding. Gosh, we're mm -hmm. arrogant. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. damn USA. <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah, from traveling around to different countries, you definitely see Oof. our strengths and our flaws for sure. Yes, yes, yeah. very I, I much so. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what France thinks of us. No, just kidding. Mm -hmm. I, I know. <laughs> so now you're you're in WCW doing stuff. You're getting. You decide to you didn't like the way the the uh, the outlook or the um, the women's. Division look, uh, was going. Division, yeah, yeah, I did not look, yeah, like, like that. So you decided to step I was away. not about bra and panties. I was not about right. nightgown or right. night dress or freaking evening gown matches. It no. Right. It's not what I signed up for. And I'm and, not saying and, anything against the women that decided because that era had to be hard for them too. You know, right. there's a lot of women in that attitude era that were, you know, were serious. Right. But that was the era for what 10 years and they right. had to comply. Yep. Sorry, no, totally. that's it. Or not have a job. So I can only imagine because I did not do it. I chose not to do it and I didn't want to do it. So kudos to all of them. And I remember, so this, you probably must have been Nitro, must have been a Nitro, maybe it was a Nit member. Yeah. And then you, Ming, Tonga, you know, King Tonga, Ming, mm. Haku, he mm. was out there and he had a no-sell your straight shoot kicks to the face and you you wham wham like straight up stiff the crap out of him kicked him right in the face you remember and that I, I i'll tell you why i remember that because haku to us was part of our family you know when he first came back over from japan yes my uncle hector took care of him here in the did he really oh yeah oh so man i got chills yeah so i mean before he could even really speak english and stuff so mm -hmm. i remember haku this big samoan guy talking about the tingdale you know the way he talks <laughs> yeah so i don't know this thing so um <laughs> <laughs> so good because i remember talking about the man. i gotta tell you something too after that that is so so, good so you you get in the ring. He's he's Ming with a big hair, and you yes. bam kick him, kick him, boom, and he's got like no sell it and you know stuff you or whatever. <laughs> he comes to the back, and he was in the locker room. He's like, oh, this damn girl stiffed the heck out of me, almost knocked me out. Like he seriously <laughs> was like he was. I, I tried not to sell the ting, the kick. I, the the ting. 
the thing in my face. Yeah. And he's like, literally like, he's like, almost knock out. Like he was saying that you almost, you knocked him, almost knocked him out. And that's the toughest guy in wrestling. Your kick, like wouldn't knock any of us out. Knocked him, almost knocked him out. He's trying not to sell it because you're not supposed to. You're right. And so I remember, I, I absolutely remember that. that I love awesome. him. I'm like, yes, he's the best. I, okay. So a short story on him. I, sw- yeah. I, I love him absolutely love him and i every interview like if, if we get on that subject i never knew that though but that's funny he would never say anything either probably course, to me but not. you don't sell it yeah. no no sell and 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 i think that's probably just to add on to what you're saying that's probably why i kept kicking so hard because he wouldn't sell and i was just you know right. back then as we were saying we would add we would just add on to our nothing was written out for our our, our matches right. but we knew the beginning and probably the, a high spot in the ending and everything else was added but i will tell you as i say in every, every interview out of all the guys that they made me wrestle i told everybody ming was the softest guy and and handled me even he looked like he ripped my freaking hand remember when he was shaking right. me around right. and oh my god and then you know Oh my gosh. Everyone's like, that must've been devastating. I'm like, only if you knew he was the most gentle. I'm telling you, I know this sounds crazy, but him and I were so on point. It worked so good. He was the most easiest person. I'm not kidding. He handled me well. Oh my God. Even though, I mean, I was a pro. Pro, sure. A true pro. That knew what you know. He he. We all everybody knows he's a killer. He didn't have to show he's a killer. Yes. You know? Oh yeah. Tough, yeah. The, the toughest guys in the world don't have to. Show usually you the tough. biggest babies. Yeah. You know the, the the richest guy in the room doesn't have to show you he's rich. You mm-hmm. know, he's the guy in the corner with his Tommy Bahama shirts on and just a little t-shirt. You know. Wait a you minute. Know, you the, just showed your age. Tommy Bahama. Really? Tommy freaking Bahama. Bahama. Yeah, That's the eighties. Oh my and, god. That's Tom like Bahama's Miami Vice. That's it's not that old. <laughs> they still have Tommy Bahama stories, by the way. Oh, shit. Every, all the guys Bahamas. used to wear Tommy Bahamas back back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still a child in the 80s for sure. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. OK, so you wore Tommy Bahamas. And let me guess. So you'd wear jeans and then you'd wear shoes with no socks. No, I never. I always wore socks. They may have been the small socks, the yeah. them, but I always wore socks. If but not, they, yeah, yeah, my fat feet would like chap and get blisters and stuff, you know. So I always had some kind of little sock under there, or like, or some athletic tape around, you know, the 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 problem toes. The pro- <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> I, what do you mean? You mean what do you mean problem toes? You mean like pterodactyls? Oh, for sure. You know, we have we all have our toes look like you know, anybody pro athlete and pro wrestlers. Our toes are not the prettiest, you know. No, they're all mangled they're up. All mangled and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I have a couple of toes that still stick out into <laughs> shoes. And if I'm not if certain tight shoes, I can't wear it because they're still rubbing on it, you know. And it's like, I don't even use that toe anymore. Get rid of that pinky. Cut that thing off. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. Cause I used to wrestle barefoot a lot. Oh, really? Oh, how, mm, I don't know how you especially did that. in Japan. Yeah. I don't know how you did that. It sounded good. Yeah. Yeah. So you leave wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, next thing you know, Thank God. I'm watching you <laughs> and you're driving these big, huge monster trucks. Yeah. Okay. So circling back to what I said before, it was um, how I got in there. I was getting ready to exit wrestling because mm-hmm. I had it and with everything going on. And I get this call 
Um, and his name is Mike Weber. He used to work for Mike WCW. Weber. I in, absolutely know Mike Weber. So he worked in the office part mm. and he left wrestling and he went over to Monster Trucks. Mm. And so he was there for a couple of years. And I guess Monster Trucks was starting to get some momentum. When I say momentum, but it was starting to get some momentum, according allegedly. So um, they're like, we need women or we need a woman driver. We need little girls in the audience. And of course, Mike Weber sitting there and he's like, I wonder what Medusa's doing. So awesome. <laughs> oh my God. So Weber out of the blue calls me and says, Hey Deuce, what are you doing? I'm like, Holy shit, Weber. How are you? Cause whatever. So him and I have been friends for like 30 years. Um, and uh, we go, I mean, we're just really good friends. And so he was there and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing much. I'm getting ready to get the hell out of wrestling though. And, you know, I just don't like where this is heading. So I'm going to finally retire and enjoy life. He goes, what are you going to do? What do you, and I'm like, oh, I got a few things I, you know, I'm going to do and finally get my book and which I never did back then. I tried to write my book like three times and never came to fruition except now. But, and he's like, well, would you like to drive a monster truck? And that's when I told Mike, I said, what the hell is a monster truck? What are you talking about? He goes, you've never seen them. Oh my God. There's these big trucks with the big tires with lots of power. He goes, you're an adrenaline junkie and you've got Harleys. You have four wheelers, you dirt bike. And I'm like, yeah, so well, the connection deuce, do you want to drive a monster truck? I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll check it out. Well, you're not even thinking like nothing would happen. All of a sudden they get the call again. They're like, okay, we're going to fly you out to Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina, to Digger's Dungeon, Dennis Anderson's place. He drives Grave Digger. And we're going to have you meet Dennis Anderson and um, introduce you to the truck and get you suited up or whatever and get you in a truck. I'm like, just like that? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So I get a ticket. They fly me out. Um, and, uh, I, I meet Dennis and the next morning after I check in and everything, and I, they had me in a weird fire suit that didn't fit me and some helmet that was too big. And I had a neck brace and that was about it, about like that. And, um, I didn't have any shoes really. So I had these really weird shoes that had a heel on them, not a single heel, but it was like a platform heel. That's all I had really. I wasn't thinking, I didn't know if I had tennis shoes. I didn't. And so they got me all geared up and Dennis Anderson was talking to me and he was telling me all the little ins and outs of the truck. You know, it's 10,000 pounds. It's got 1500 horsepower. Um, here's your steering. Here's your first gear, second gear. Here are your tech, you know, all of your gadgets. Um, uh, you, 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 you don't shift. Um, there's no key. Um, you, um, did it, did it, and I'm like, okay, okay. He goes, but when you steer, you got two different steering mechanisms. You got the front steering wheel and you've got this little toggle right here to steer your back end to your ass end oh, basically so back, is what he said. Yes. Too. So you oh, could wow. dirt track. Oh, so you're dirt oh. tracking with a whole different toggle switch. So uh -huh. you got the steering wheel and the toggle and whatever. Right. I'm like, okay, don't have that on my Harley. Don't have that on my four wheeler. Okay. <laughs> I'll figure this out. I got this. And everything that I've ever chose to do in my life. I mean, I don't mean to sound, it's like, I, I, I I'm good at, I can do, I, 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 because it's accountability and it's my work ethic and I, I stick to it until I get it right. I do not sure. give up. So I'm like, okay. 
So I'm listening to Dennis and him and I are connecting really well. And back then you didn't have earpieces or radios and, you know, in your headset or anything like that. So I'm watching him with all of these hand gestures and I'm trying to get it like, okay, I know what this means. I know what this means. Okay, go. But so he told me a few things afterwards. So in the main thing, he goes, okay, I want you just kind of keep it in first. And once you get going, put it in second, go down the field. And we got a few little bumps, you know, out there. And I saw these dirt things, right? I'm like, okay, now I want you to get some power. And when you get up to the first heel, he goes, I need you to gag that bitch. I'm said, what? He goes, gag that bitch. I'm like, oh my God. So, so that's a monster truck term. So when you gag that bitch, you're hitting the pedal to the metal, right? And you whoop And that's another one, whoop So you gag that bitch and whoop So when you get there, you you stay in the throttle and you feather it out. And you mid-ear. And that way you can land on all four. Because if you let up on, you hope you land on all four tires. Right. But if you let off the gas, that bitch is going to nosedive and you're going to go whoosh. And you're going to get whiplash, even though you have a, a, you know, your five point harness or whatever. And, um, and your little neck breaks back then. We didn't have Hans devices back then. So it was very dangerous. And so I'm like, okay, I got this. Me, the first time you're gutsy because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to hurt. You don't know how it's going to end up. <laughs> so I started and oh, I gagging that bitch. I got to that dirt and I went, Whoppa! and I'm like, yeah. And I left my foot off the gas and that bitch nose dive oh, comes up like this. And it oh. kind of does this and it goes to hit the other. It finally came down and it was hitting the dirt thing again already. They're hit. So I quick gagged it. Oh, come down again and finally came off on all four. And I just stopped. And I'm looking at everybody and they're like, whoa, this means again. And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) So I go to do it again and I was getting a little better, a little better. So that day ended and we were talking and like, you know, you really got something. You could you could be really good. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So I was kind of feeling a little, you know, you're feeling a little tense or whatever. So everything's done and had dinner and I got to the hotel, dude. I learned in wrestling, you don't say anything and you suck it up and you do not complain. Right. Oh, so. I have, so. I did not sell it. So everything I learned, I kicked it forward. And so I got up that next morning and they were picking me up. I woke up my, I, I, I woke up and I opened my eyes and that was the only thing I could move were my really? eyelids. Dude, I have never felt anything like this. Like wow. I did here, like I did in wrestling from my neck to every, and I couldn't even, I went to even move my foot, my leg. And it was like, oh, oh my God, my neck. I couldn't even lift my head. My neck felt like it was broke. And I was like, oh my God, what am I gonna, I'm like, come on, bitch, suck it up. I'm like, I'm like, there's lactic acid in my ears and my toes and everything. So I'm trying to get up and I can't even, I'm like, oh my, it's like doing squats. You know, that lactic, that feel when you really do a heavy set, like 10 times magnitude. So I take my foot and I push it off the wall where I'm at and roll myself and throw me out of the bed. And I'm screaming like, oh my God. And I'm like, oh my God, they're going to be here in a half an hour. I'm sucking it up. I get in the shower for 20 minutes of the half an hour. 
hot water, getting myself to move. And I'm like, you better kick it, bitch. You better kick it. Kick out, kick out, kick yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. go, go, go. I got dressed and I'm like, I'm coming down. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, open up the door and I'm like, hey guys. And I get in the car and I'm just like this. And they're like, hey Medusa, how you feel? I go like, I'm great. They go, you don't feel any pain. I'm like, I'm a little stiff, like right that one, but I'm good. Nothing at all. They didn't feel anything in the morning. I'm like, no. They go, okay, great. We have something else for you. I'm like, oh, really? What are we going to do today? Well, we're going to go out in a field and we're going to jump cars and uh, we're going to do like a little racetrack. And I'm like, oh, okay. So in this, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even take aspirin back then. I didn't take anything. And so I'm like, okay. um, Yeah, that sounds great. So same get up, same gear, whatever. So I was like, wow. So all the execs are there today. I mean, that day, not today, <laughs> that day. And I'm, I'm starting off and there's a big ass pond over here, like a little lake pond. And I remember starting by there and he's like, oh, okay, he told me everything. So I start, wow, get over the big set of cars, like shit myself. Whoa, I'm getting around. This was all woods, trees, toggle, dirt tracking around. And I'm coming up to the second and final one back overboard where I started. And I just gagged it. Wah. And I came up over and I must have clipped the car wrong and it caught my wheel and it kind of like sliced the wheel or something. And I got up and I was up on two and I was going right for the pond and it was deep and I was strapped in. It's like, if I went up inside that thing, I would have drowned and died. And right away, my instinct chop is like, I was on two wheels and all of a sudden my instinct came to me like on anything. I started feathering it and I started steering really hard the other way. I was like feathering it. And I saved the truck from the pond and myself came on up, landed by on all fours right in front of the execs. And I just sat there for a minute and they're all standing there looking at me. I got out and I'm like, I know I'm fired before I'm hired. And I walked over and the guys, have you ever driven a monster truck really before this or nothing? And like, no, sir, nothing. I know. I understand. Thank you for the experience. They're like, you're hired. Really? Just like that. And, yeah, they could tell. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. It's like, you're natural. What would you do in a ca- catastrophic in situation? Right. Like, oh my right. God. And so, and that kicked in, that was natural, not even thinking. So, right. and I really believe that's basically why I was hired and, you know, being a girl and my background in the, in the, you know, dealing with people and cutting promos and right. able to do all of that. So that was a huge plus. And um, yeah, he just said, you're hired right on the spot. And then two weeks later, I was in front of 60,000 people every freaking re- weekend. And I never got to practice in 19 years. Wow. You just went, just went for it. Nowadays they have this monster truck university and they've got a, like a performance yeah. center and they got all this great stuff and oh, they hurt. They get to sit out for a day. And I'm like, yeah, that never happened. Yeah, yeah, it's like the before our, the WWE. And they get center. paid for it. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, it's like, hey, it's mm. and you're happy that it's it's there, but I am. You're happy to there, but at the same time, it's kind of like, um, are uh. we bring, um <laughs> make them soft by doing this. No. <laughs> yes, it does. You should hear all the complaints. It's like one after another, and it keeps growing. I can't do that because, um, you know, I feel a little pain in my neck right here, and they still get paid. I'm like, oh god. And if you don't. If people don't know monster trucks monster truck 
fans are so fanatic. They're like wrestling fans. They're so fanatic. They I, are. I went when we were in, in WCW, but I was mm. WCW living in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And it was a weekend that I wasn't working. And uh, at the Georgia Dome, they had. Yes, mon- we would mon- go there all the time. At the monster truck. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to go. And it was my girlfriend time, my wife now. You did. Oh, and, cool. And we're like, hey, let's go check it out. So we were, we're just going to buy tickets to the door. Yeah, right. It was completely sold out. I was scouting. The Georgia tickets. Dome. Yes. Yeah, I was trying to find tickets. Finally, I'm like, are you? I had no clue. And it was so loud and so cool. And people were going crazy when Bigfoot was jumping and like, ah, my, like it was going, they were going insane. Aww. And I was like, wow, this is, this is different, but very cool. Like I was like, I see how people can, you know, get into this. It's really, really we sold really out cool every, uh, you know, big, like the Orlando stadium, every stadium would be sold out. And then we, we'd have a thing called the world finals in Vegas once a year for the awesome. championships, yeah. dude, before it became commercialized mm-hmm. before they made it gimmick, like wrestling, right. um, it was on point real you know, and stuff like that. Still, there was a lot of favors for certain things and people and stuff, but, sure. you know, and that just made me work harder. So, yeah. And then, you know, I became um, uh, world champion, uh, freestyle uh, world champion in 2004. And then in 2005 was one of the best times of my career. Really? In Monster Trucks, 2005. So um, even though it was amazing and I'm a Ford girl, sorry, everybody, I'm, I'm a Ford girl. And uh, right. whatever. That's Would good. you That's just good. do that? What? I, I want to get something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, before, yeah, I like that Ford Chevy. I get it. Okay, or whatever. Dodge. So, so you'd appreciate this. So it was World Finals, and um, it's it's like a bracket. So you have like twenty trucks, and you race, and then the next, you know, all the way down to the final two. Well, I made it down every single race to the finals in two thousand five, and then Dennis Anderson made it all the way down the brackets to the world finals. So here you had something Chavo that will never be done again. That was totally unheard of that. It was, it was one of the most memorable. I feel a one of the most memorable times that could ever happen in, in monster trucks. And I remember sitting in my truck, pulling up to the tree, you know what a tree is, right? They're lights, the racing lights like NASCAR. And so um, even trying to learn to race with trees were impeccable. Like you you had to be on your money. So, but um, our reaction, my reaction time with lights, and it seems like with women have great reaction times when it comes to stuff like that. And mine was really good. Um, However, I remember even with the truck, I'm just sitting there. My eyes are glued to those lights. And you can hear Dennis over there. All I heard is the guy, the announcer saying, do you believe this? Oh my God. We don't know if this will ever happen, but it's happening now. You have man against woman, teacher against student, Chevy against Ford. And I'm just like, as soon as I heard that, I was like, can you just shut the F up and just come on. And all of a sudden, boom. And I took off down that chicane one. I had, I don't even know what I had in in gears. I'll have to look at my notes. Cause you kept notebooks every day, what the weather was, what the dirt was. So you knew what kind of gears to put in or whatever. All of a sudden, dude, it started like raining and it was getting muddy and I was bogging and it was just my time. It was my time. One, I was coming around that corner, dirt track, grab my toggle, tick, 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 around there, whoosh, whoosh, landed. And I think, 
I'm like, oh my God, that was so close. I don't know if I beat him, but that was so much fun. It was great. And I was just sitting there and it took like three minutes, five minutes to call the freaking winner. And I'm like, are they trying to rig this or what just right. happened? Yeah. All of a sudden I'm looking around and people are out of their seats. They're screaming, they're throwing shit. All of the techs are looking at me. They're pointing at me and I'm like, oh, my, I'm fire. What's going on? Oh my gosh. And they're like, you won, you won. I'm like, no way. I beat Dennis Anderson at the world finals no in 2005. It was amazing. That's so awesome. Dude, that was the that greatest is, high ever. That is so awesome. What an accomplishment. Wow. I just oh, huge. Yeah. Because just, I mean, and I wouldn't have never done it if it wasn't for my crew chief RL and um everybody, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the, the whole yeah, yeah. freaking team, man. I am not. I mean, I may have won. I I ran that race, but we ran that race because I'm only as good as that truck, and that truck is only as good as my tech guys. Wow. That's awesome. I love that. I love it too. That's so cool. That's so cool. Do you have one of my monster trucks yet? I don't. Gee, I'm going to need your address because I have a hot wheel. Oh, wait, mother Jesus. Hold on. I share this with my fans when I'm on Twitch here. It's by hot wheels. Oh, wow. You get a hot wheels card. Look at that. Yeah, I was a massive Hot Wheels fan as as a kid. You know, I had you were. Oh, that's cool. Had hundreds of different Hot Wheels. Had a whole collection of them. I think I still have them some somewhere. But that's that's crazy. So what do you what do you got going on now? What is going on with you now? Oh, just life, baby. What are you doing? What do you got? Just life, baby. You got your socks. Okay, that's just merch. That's just merch. That's let not. Let me see it. Let me see it. What Whatever. Is it? Okay, so, um, life is good. Job. Life is good. And, um, you know, we got hit by this pandemic and it changed a lot of, um, you know, avenues and what was going on, what was, you know, had some things launching. And so everything took a backseat for a while. So now we've been reprogramming and um, putting things out there strategically. And I've always wanted to do a few things through my career, but I always was told that that can't be done, you know, back then, or you can't have this or that. And I was told no. And then with all the opportunities that I see, you know, nowadays with social media and every opportunity that they have with, I mean, there's so much out there that I feel that every wrestler, once their career is over or they like get go or, you know, all of that, there's no excuse that they can't do something because everything is ready available. I mean, it's, it's you to make shit happen. It's you to put, you know, things together. But um, back in the day, I think it was in the eighties. I wanted to come out with my own wine or my own uh, vodka or gin or whatever, you know, I wasn't a heavy drinker, but I, I wanted to come out with something, but that was unheard of back then. Nothing was happening. You couldn't do right. Um, I always wanted to certain things and this and that. So fast forward, I've um, over 30 something years, I've been trying, I've been writing my biography. Um, I was going to publish it twice, but something told me I, I didn't, I just didn't. I'm glad I didn't, but how do you put almost 40 years? It's been 40 years of entertainment um, from wrestling and monster trucks in one book, right? How do you do that at 40 years? So you, so I signed, I got my publishing deal and you do the best you can with other opportunities. So um, that has just been signed and done. And we've been doing it for about six months so we got a few we should be done by november and then um by the fall of 20 
20, was it, no, what's next year? 2022, by the fall of 2022, it should be out. I mean, it will be out um, unless we get another pandemic or something, who knows? Do you have a title yet? Um, no title. I've always had, for 30 years, I've always picked three names. And um, I don't know if they like them that well, but I like them. So I don't know. I don't know what the name is going to be. If you, you don't know me that well, but just knowing my career, maybe sure. a little bit about me personally. I mean, what do you think a good name would be? It's got to be something with ass kicker or, <laughs> or something like that. No, ass for kicker. sure. It You're so funny. Something <laughs> like that, because any, anything, any... Uh, avenue <laughs> business avenue that, you, that you've that you've gone into you've you've come to the top of every 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 business opportunity you've been to you've been to the top but it mine's but always you, been a fight though nothing's come easy yeah man absolutely it's a fight maybe it's a fighter i don't know what it is i gotta i, I have to i know i should do a poll one time and just listen to people's other ideas and stuff and maybe that'd sure. be a great opportunity to say hey maybe you one of your thoughts or titles that you come up with could actually be the title and you can be the winner of a definitely whatever. do that because that's I, a, I, I have oh my a, god that's a great I idea have a cigar company that I, that i'm starting some are cigars. you yeah i'm doing that too oh i love that and uh i can't i put it out there with fans like what do you think a good name would be and they they came back with so many different names it was great so i'm probably right. gonna use one of those names are you see yeah. that's great i love that and Absolutely. i so i mean that might be an idea for a book too you know just to listen to other people because you never know what can transpire from other people's ideas because a lot of heads are better than one so Absolutely. uh because i'm always thinking tunnel this way or tunnel that way right. but so we got the book and then we have um the raw skincare line coming out it's called okay. raw it's amazing it's raw? The, w yes w-a-r-a-w Yes. Okay. And yes, it is trademarked. I, I got the trademark, even though he has Monday Night Raw with something else. This is totally something. Yeah, it's different. Sure. And it's yeah. So of course, it's already done. Um, uh, so those are coming out now. Those were supposed to launch right before the pandemic. It's and oh, yeah. And so <clears throat> now that it hasn't, we actually and I signed the book deal. We are changing things up a little bit because when as you know when you come out with something and you're launching stuff once your launch starts it should be a launch with something maybe six months later there's another launch six months later or maybe it's just you know what i mean you know how things transitionally go right. through so it's always got you you know got you going or a year later whatever so um we're we're we are moving that around towards right before the book, I think, or whatever, right? So somewhere around there. Um, and then I wrote a children's book about four years ago. And when I was um, with one of the organizations with Monster Trucks, and I was going to publish that, but then I was on my way out with the company and I just didn't want that. I was just, I was disappointed and I didn't want them to have the highlight of my book. So I figured I'll do it later. So I was ready to come out with that in coordination to the raw skincare and the pandemic. So now the children's book is revving up and that's going to be kind of a prelude to the book first and the skincare. So oh, nice. yes. And it's called the children's book is Medusa and her monster truck friends. It is so amazing is so cute. And it's a four series. So it's a four series. And, um, when I was coming out with the book, I thought it was kind of coincidental. And um, there's a story of this and it's in my biography. I'm not going to share it with you, but 
because it, it, it broke my heart um, because I sent the letter to a children's publisher. And then I found it ironic that someone else in our business came out with a children's monster truck book and four series of it. And it was almost just like mine. Hmm. so and I just thought that was kind of weird and happened to be the same publisher type of thing so um I got you know I, I brushed myself off and um I just said I can do this and I'm going to do it you know my way and um well, well I think what you have is unique is that you think about it I'm the a woman you're a woman in a in man's business you've you've come to the top in every man's business that you've been into and risen to the top of it so that's something definitely unique that you have. Well, and again, you know, I, and that's how I looked at it. I had to suck it up and say, you know what? You can't be angry at anybody's success. You just can't. And you can't say, oh, someone's doing this to me. So those projects, right. And then I've had merchandise made and um, I need to remarket and get that out there. And so I finally, cause I have so much going on and, and have you ever tried, the, you ever recognize like wrestlers were just kind of a weird rare breed that we try to tackle and do everything ourselves and then you get so it gets so discombobulated like you how do you keep organized right so I finally had to admit to myself I need a project manager so I finally hired one and oh, boy the, it's the best thing I did yeah to get everything back it's on, hard, on track it's hard because trust issue with is, me on that <laughs> yeah but nobody has the passion that you have for your projects there's no so it's hard to hire somebody and expect them to get stuff done so i'm such a you know control freak and hands-on person me like, too like i gotta be on, involved in everything on that so it's it's hard for me to delegate and get put some of the work on other somebody else but you have to especially mm -hmm. when you get as busy as you once you start getting things rolling then you can feel it you know because i yeah. can't i couldn't afford a project manager too i mean they're expensive and right. you know um so we did a trial basis um when we first started and it was the best trial basis i had so she you know to see her work ethic and to see what she's able to deliver and her promptness and organization skills are very important because I'm that, you know, how we, we were talking about. Right. And she helps me keep on track, like whoosh, reels you back in. Oh, so, yeah, so amazing. And then, um, so as far as the merchandise and all that, um, also, um, you know, through my career and stuff, wrestling was always uncertain. Um, and you didn't know if you were going to be, you know, shit out of luck without a job. What are you going to do? Are you always, and I, I was always a fight or flight flight or fight person. And I always had, I always had this other stuff going on in the background. Like I needed a backup. So through my things, I've always like put myself through school, got my degrees, got this, got that and all of that. So I, I went and got, I was, um, man, I'm a master groomer for dogs, for show dogs. Oh, and wow. I always had my business that way. That was always been a hush, not a hush hush thing, but I never really talked about, but I've had that for 20 years. Right. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. And so, um, all of that together, um, I was trying to tell you something with all of that, but, um, you're busy, you're busy. You got anyway, busy. Yeah. yeah. So you try to put that all together with your project manager and you just try to keep creating your project. So yeah, there's a lot going on. And then I, through the whole pandemic, I, I mean, I wasn't really techie savvy. And so what else are you going to do sitting home? So I introduced myself to Twitch and I was like, oh my God, it exploded. So I started gaming, gaming on Twitch. Wow. And then I had I still my- I haven't done that. I still what? haven't 
jumped into that 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 area yet but it's pretty cool I hear people cool. Yeah. vicky does i got vicky into yeah. it so i'm yeah. like vicky you need yeah. to check this out this is what you do she goes yeah what do you do and i'm like she goes give me your list of everything you got so i gave her all my computer information everything that you need and then there and behold she's twitching and doing great that's awesome so i, I feel like you and i could probably talk for hours and we'll have to do that again. We do that with everybody, though. I you know? know, totally, totally. But let's just, like you said, no one knows us like each other. So, Mm-mm. one thing we do on the end of Suplex and Cervezas is uh, I do a rapid fire questions. That oh, dear. There's no wrong, no right or wrong answers, just for your fans oh, to kind of get to know you a little bit more. Shit. And uh, are you down? I'm up. All good. Yeah, you're up. Okay. So, are you cars or trucks? I'm a trucker, a Ford, Ford, Ford. Ford trucks. Okay, cool. Are you classic cars or new cars if you were to do a car? Um, well, I just bought a new Range Rover. Mm. It's not a Ford, though. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? That's. <laughs> Wait a minute. Ford. Wait. Yeah, I know. I couldn't help. I've been Range a Jag. What? Range, Rover, Range Rovers are awesome. Though. See, I was a Jaguar girl my whole oh, life. Nice. So I've always had Jaguars. So I got rid of that and then went into Range Rovers. But my trucks are Ford. Trucks, trucks are Ford. Okay. Okay. What kind of trucks do you drive? So in 2000, I bought like, cause I was racing monster trucks. I bought a Ford excursion and jacked that bitch up and got oh, like awesome. those big old 35, those Mickeys on there. Yeah. She's badass. Now we got a pickup with jacked up. Oh my God. It's disgusting. As you get older, it's hard to get in. I'm telling you, I need to go back. <laughs> So I, I'm, I'm getting a new truck here pretty soon. I've, you know, I've been a truck guy for a while. So yeah. I, have a, I have a Sierra right now. And I'm, you know, oh, I'm, a DMC? What? Yes. So I'm going yeah. oh, to I was, I was gonna trade it in and get something, you know, something else. And I just drove all the trucks. Mm-hmm. And the last one I drove was the Ford Raptor. Why oh. did you do that? Oh, my God. It's awesome. You got I, caught. Aha. Uh-huh, you got sucked Raptor. in. Did you get one? I haven't bought it yet. Well, because the pandemic hit. So I, all of a sudden, mm. I didn't need a new truck because I drove 3,000 miles in a whole year. I didn't do anything. <laughs> That's true. I was putting on, you know, about 30,000 miles a year on, a, on my car going back Jesus. and forth to LA. Right. And then now in one year, this last year, I put on 3,000. So that so I didn't need a truck, but now I need one again. I think you need the rapture. That bitch is that like loaded is awesome. Oh man, Ford, if you're listening, <laughs> let's talk. Wait a minute, Ford. <laughs> if you are listening, I'm your girl. Absolutely. <laughs> are you uh, a Michael Jackson or Metallica? Mm-mm. Well, I, both. I love both, but I mean, I'm the biggest freaking hard rock okay. and roller like headbanger. Like I'm. I knew what it. do you mean you knew it? I knew it. I knew it. I was like, I was like, hmm, I bet you she's a Metallica girl. I could just tell. But, awesome. Oh my God. Let me tell you about the Metallica time. We'll do that some other time. When we went to their concert. We went backstage with Kid Rock and the little Josie. Remember Josie? Yeah, the little yeah, He's a big fan. Yeah. Oh, he was. He's passed. <laughs> yes, but yes, dude, it was incredible. It was so incredible. And during the pandemic, I'll tell you a secret. Yeah. I had to do something else besides Twitch. And I've always wanted to do this. So in the middle of the pandemic, I went and bought a freaking drum set. No way. Yeah, fucking been killing it on the drums. Yeah. That's cool. Look at this. You're still putting stuff in your arsenal. That's awesome. (laughs) I can't play, but I can play. I can't play. So, okay, now that you were in in wrestling, starting off wrestling, were you like a Ric Flair girl or a Hulk Hogan girl? Or none? I wasn't either. Okay. But I loved them both. I mean, sure, I liked them sure. both. Yeah, we're good friends. Both. But I wasn't, that wasn't, but I was more of a Ric Flair style. 
I mean, like I did the flip on the corner of the ring and all of that stuff, but I was more, I mean, Ric Flair's personality was more flamboyant and just out there and having fun. So that would say that'd be more me, I guess. Yeah. Are you, you know, we're fans of other, other things in the squared circle, if you want to call it, uh, MMA or boxing (laughs) right now, MMA, (laughs) MMA. Yes. Are you a Ronda Rousey or Chris Cyborg? Um, I love Chris a lot. Mm-hmm. And Rhonda was is almost like uh it's almost like me in MMA because I was in wrestling. So sure. I think my respect level and stuff goes to Rhonda, and I think she did a freaking amazing job in WWE, sure. you know, considering everything. And um Chris is, um, is an amazing woman too, but I would say Rhonda, yeah. Uh, are you, when you're looking at a guy, are you a blonde or brunette? Oh, for, for a dude? I, it didn't matter. I didn't care. Okay. I mean, even bald was hot. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> are you a buff guys or dad bods? Dad bods, you mean? Oh. Yeah, dad, dad, dad bods, buff guys. Um, you mean right now? Well, I don't know. That's how you tell me. Do you, what do you, what do you look at what you track to? Oh God, they're intellectual. I mean, if I can carry a conversation with a dude that can talk about um, today's current affairs or just current affairs and have more than a vocabulary of just fuck, I mean, I mean, awesome. Yeah. I mean, I have to have that intellectual stimulation and my husband is like so ungodly intelligent that that it was the perfect marriage. Yeah. Uh, so you're still obviously training. I can tell Are you weights or CrossFit. <laughs> oh, I love CrossFit right now. I really do. Okay. Absolutely. But weights are involved. So yeah, one half of the other. Would you rather knock her out or choke her out? Depends on who it is. <laughs> <laughs> it depends if I want them to suffer long. Right. Right. <laughs> I like that. Hmm. you're funny <laughs> no do you want to know who that is no because i don't know whatever no just kidding <laughs> so you're in the middle either one either one depending on oh you're still is. waiting oh no i don't it just depends on who it is i would just knock sure. that bitch off get it over with cool. brush it off and move on to my next victim uh, i like it beer or wine uh right now wine because i'm i'm starting to cut Mm-hmm. otherwise i love a good now mm, this beer you gotta check out it's called duval mm, i've had it german oh really nice. so or is it belgium or somewhere over there mm-hmm. but it's a duval i was first introduced to this beer called duval and i had one and it knocked me on my ass i mean it was like whoa wait a minute what is this uh-huh. It's kind of a stout. It's a stinger. Oh, I like it. Yeah, sure. I like Maybe, it. but yeah, Duval. Just check it out. And then, um, the other beer I really like is um, uh, I can't even think of it. I can see it. It's called Hooser Hogan Ho Garden. Ho Garden. Okay. Have you tried Ho Garden? I haven't. Oh my God! You've got Good. to try Ho Garden. Yeah. Holy shit! So Ho Garden and Duval. Garden and Duval. Okay, write that down. Are you a vodka tequila? Um, I am now in Nashville last weekend. 
it was all about the tequila. Because so when I drink tequila, it's either get naked or fight. Gee, I think we would get along just, just fine. <laughs> that's, that's <me. laughs> My husband, I have a thing in the kitchen and it says, uh, drink a tequila, either we're going to fight. Yeah. Or, or, or fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, are you a burger or salad? I'm fucking plant. I'm plant based. Are you plant based? Yes. Oh, nice. How long yes. have you been, been, been that? Um, so I haven't had uh, red meat or pork over 30 years. Really? I don't. Yes, yeah, sir. And That's um, awesome. yeah, so I cook a nice organic turkey once a year for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I'll eat that. And then I'll have chicken intermittently. You know, I'll sure. have wings here, there, you know, yeah. if That's I need, a, you know, yeah, major protein. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. But now I've really, I'm turning into like really trying the plant-based because now I'm doing different things. So that's why I'm like, everything's so cool here. Like the wine that understands that I'm starting to cut and I want to try Yeah. Cause I'm, I got something coming up and I wanted it to be finished today so I could share it with you, but I can't cause it's, right. we'll it's it not, it's not signed on the other side yet. So. Okay. That's smart. That's, that's fair. What, where can anybody find you? Like what? Right uh, here on Chavo's podcast, bitches. <laughs> I love it. But your fans, where can they find you? See what's going on with you just, and your new adventures, your book, your merchandise, mm, all different stuff. Where's that? Just at? on social media, man. And just it's M-A-D-U-S-A, Medusa, across the board on everything. And on uh, Instagram, Twitter, you know, Facebook. And especially Perfect. if you want to know everything, just go to my website, Medusa.com. Perfect. Medusa.com. You heard it right there. Hey, it's been so awesome talking to oh you. Oh my really, God. Really yeah. I can't wait more. Yeah. So yes. next time we're together, we're grabbing a beer for sure. Or a glass of wine or whatever. And we'll I don't know. Salad. I might like Duval or who you got to try those two. I would do that. We'll do okay. a shot of tequila and. Yes. All right. Got to get some Terramana. I haven't tried it yet. It's great. Is it? It's actually really good. When we were in Australia filming season one of Young Rock. Yes. Uh, I, you know, when quarantine, I was in quarantine for two weeks, like in my own I room. saw it that. So crazy. It was, it was insane. But you really was, couldn't go out? I could not even open the door. No. I couldn't even open the door. No, for real. There was a, there's a cop on your floor and that's a quarantine floor and nobody can come out into the hallway. Well, how did you eat? So I had a kitchenette. I have like a little apartment that they had for me. I would order either Uber Eats or I would order like from the from their Kroger or whatever it's called, yeah. their, their um, grocery store and go through the website, just order stuff and they'd knock on my door. and Leave it there. To, you have to wait 30 seconds. Then you'd open the door and, you know, there's just a bag on the ground and pick it up and put it inside. So that's oh, what I did for two dude. weeks. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. You know, I but, was racing monster trucks in Australia. Yeah. I was in 2019 and 2020 right when this shit hit and i barely made it back into the states on that last so it was april when i last raced it was march march and april and i barely made it in wow yeah yeah that's pretty it was they're locked down there for sure so Mm -hmm. anyways uh, i got a knock on the door and it was a bottle of terramana from rock and it said you know hey thanks for helping us out on the show brother you know congrats two weeks by yourself with the bottle yo bro I was just sipping it. I was sipping it, <laughs> sipping it, sipping it. And by the time I got out, I had about half a bottle left. Because, you know, you're by yourself. I'm right. Gonna, what am I really going to drink? I had, you know, a little bit here and there. But then it's great. It's really good. I love. Didn't you have two, two flavors? What two, was it? The Blanco, and which is the white tequila. That's yes. white tequila. Te- white tequila. Yep. You know, it's Very bitter. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Hard to, me- hard to mess it up. But he has a reposado. What reposado means um, kind of old. It's kind of like uh, reposado means or uh, it's. 
kind of like a f- smoky flavor almost. It's really good. I Whoa. usually will put a rep- reposado in a in a uh, in a margarita just because it's kind of like a smoky yeah kind of like flavor that that spruces up that margarita a little bit. But that his Terramana reposado is very nice. You can drink it right out of the glass. Straight I didn't, out. I didn't even chill it. I just drink it neat right out of the out of the glass. You're kidding yeah, me. Oh my god, really I'll good. definitely have to. I will yeah. try them soon. Try yeah. It, yeah. All right. Hey. Thank yes. you so much for jumping on. Oh, you're I so it. welcome. Get his pants on, not Charlie. Charlie, your stomach can't move it by.